Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim Aleph, Perik Chav Aleph, Pasuk Yud, make it test Zion, Vayikishmoa Achav. So we saw yesterday that the diabolical plan of Ezebel to frame Novot, a mock trial, a death sentence that would allow Achav to take the vineyard of Novot that he had so desired that was next to his summer house in Israel, that this would allow him to take possession of it uh, because one, you could argue that he uh, was more the Malchus, Novot, and therefore it would cheat to the king all his assets. Well, two, he was the only surviving relative of Novot, having, uh, Ezebel having killed all his remaining progeny. In any case, when Achav hears that Novos has died, Achav hurries now from his palace in Shomron to go to Israel to take possession of his new inheritance. This kind of lays to rest the question, what did Achav know and when did he know it in terms of Novos, the, the, the plot, the completely deceitful charges against him, the mock trial? Some say he didn't know it, some say he knew some of it, but the fact that he races there as soon as he hears Novos dies and doesn't ask any questions, it would indicate that yes, he had to know something. So we continue by Yehidavar Hashem, now the Kaddish Baruch who summons out of retirement Eliyahu. We have seen that in a previous parrot, Eliyahu has just had it. He is burnt out. He wants off the case, as it were. And the Kaddish Baruch grants him his wish. He retreats into the desert, into, you know, complete anonymity. But now he is summoned out. Up to now, it was been Michayahu, who was the Navi of choice. But the reason he is being brought out of retirement, so to speak, is because this is such a significant thing. And indeed, we're going to see that this murder of Novos absolutely shifts the balance, certainly as towards Achav. Up till now, Achav has enjoyed, as it were, an almost schizophrenic interpretation of his character. The Gemara tells us, for example, that Achav's biggest sin, or Achav's slightest sin, was bigger than Yerubam ben Nevat, who is the paradigm of evil, has been is worse than anything Yerubam did. In other words, the smallest insignificant Avera that Achav did was larger than the major Averos of Yerubam. But one of the things we see that, yes, they both had Avodah Zorah, but Yerubam's Avodah Zorah was a political action. He didn't worship Avodah Zorah. He set up golden calves to prevent the people from going into Yerushalayim for the Regalim. He wanted to avoid the nostalgia that it would set off, the longing for a unified kingdom. It wasn't a conviction of Avodah Zorah. Achav, on the other hand, 
believed in Avodah Zarah. He established the Baal. He established the Ashtaros. As we said, there wasn't an Avodah Zarah he didn't embrace. He was the first king to be in, of Israel to be an activist practitioner of Avodah Zarah. And yet, if you go Sanhedrin, and I think we've even had this before, Gmarin Sanhedrin, Kuf Beis, Amut Beis, Omar Nachman, Achav Shokol Hayah. He was equally in balance with his mitzvos and with his averos. Uh, so how could that possibly be? It says, He was very liberal with his money. And he lavishly supported Torah scholars from his assets. Half of his Averos were forgiven. And so we see that he's in total balance. And a person in balance, the judgment is finally is totally suspended. In the end, we're going to see that Achab was one of four kings who will never get Olam Haba. But at this point, we are very conflicted, as Achab must have been conflicted. For example, he had to know that Ovadjahu, the head of his household, was secretly feeding and supporting a hundred of the last Nevi'im in Israel that Ezebel hadn't killed in caves, 50 and 50 in each cave, and he was feeding them every day with food that was taken, say, the Mephoshim from Achav's own royal kitchen. Achav had to know this and yet said nothing. So we see that Achav is just a confusing figure to us until this moment. Now the killing of Novos upsets that shikol, that total balance. And let me just read to you why that is so critical, the murder. Why everything else, no, but the murder seals his fate. Says the Rambam in Hilchos Rotzeach, Perik Revi Pasuk Tes, and I quote, says the Rambam, She'ifshar she'yesh abonos chamurim mishvichas damim. There is no sin worse than the shedding of blood. Ein bahen hashtachos yashubu sh'olam kishvichas damim. Interesting, what he's saying is there is nothing that destroys the fabric of a civilized society than spilling a person's blood. Afilu avodah zarah, ve'ein tzarich lamar arayos, ochilu shabbos, ein on kishvichas damim. All those sins are not like Shichas Gamim, or a pale into insignificance against Shichas Gamim. They are between man and the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Avodah Zorah, Gilu Arroyos, Mechal Shabbos, Avodah Shichas Gamim, Marviro Shebeinu Levein Chavero. It is being Adam Lechavero. Bechom Yishayi Ashbiyo Oron Zeh, if you are guilty of murder, you are considered an absolute Russia. All the mitzvahs he's done cumulatively lifetime, weigh against this single 
sin of shichas domin. Below yotzilu also min hadin, and it will not save him from the ultimate judgment. Seu mad me acha continues the Rambam. Learn from acha. Over avodah zara, he was an avodah zara, uh, and it says lo hayav ka'acha b'chshem yisidro b'nosav b'siyosav l'tnei melech haruchos. There wasn't a sin that he would have been held accountable. They balanced. It was Navos that shifts this total balance against Acha. So now we have dispatched, or Kaddish Baruch Hu has dispatched in the Yo to confront Navos. He says, Kum raid lekras Achav Melech Yisrael Asher B'Shomron. Go and confront Achav. Hinei bekerem novos Asher Yorad Shom Levishto. He is in the vineyard that he has inherited. Uh, interestingly, the fact that he says Shomron gives some credence to the Mephoshim that said he may not have known what was going on because he's in Shomron. And yet the instant he hears He's headed to Israel, to the, the vineyard itself. So the Dibarte Lovelymar and say to him as follows, Ko Amar Hashem, and in one of the most famous phrases in Navi, Haratzachta Vegam Yorashka, have you killed and inherited at the same time? The Dibarte Lovelymar and say to him, Ko Amar Hashem, in the place where the dogs licked as dam novos, the blood of novos, yilku haklavim as damcha gamata, so will they lick your blood. Notice in Pasuk your test, there's two koamar Hashem that Elio is instructed to say. Koamar Hashem haratzachta begam yarashta, and then koamar Hashem bim komashem lakaku haklavim. Why? The reason Mephoshim says is the Kodesh Baruch Hu is giving him a chance to confess. Did you do this terrible murder? If he says, yes, I am guilty, I am repenting, it was a mistake, it wasn't me, I mean, if he comes up with some sort of excuse, the Kodesh Baruch Hu will grant him if he does to tshuva. But here, doesn't even answer. So now comes the second koamar. In other words, that would have been suspended had he just shown the slightest degree of repentance. Where they have licked the blood of Novos, they will now lick your blood, the dogs. Now look at the response Achav makes. Instead of, yes, Adun Tshuva, or like David does to Nasan Chatasi, no. He says, Hamasasani Oibi, has my nemesis, my enemy, found me? In other words, yeah, it's, it's your book. You've been tracking me down. You are certainly not impartial to me. And then, hey, this could be your fault. Ayomer Motsasya answers Elio, yes, I have found Yan Hatim Karecha La Sosara Hashem. Because you have done, you've sold yourself to do this terrible evil in the eyes of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hinini may be a lecha uva'arti acharecha. I will destroy your house. I am bringing you evil. V'hikarti la'achav mashkin v'kir v'otzer v'ozer v'yisrael. The same phraseology as given to Yeruvam and as given to his son Basha. 
I will see to it that nothing remains, not even those who Mashkin Bakir urinate against the wall, could be male heirs, or could be even a dog in Achav's household. The Otzer Bazav, that which is kept inside, that which is kept outside, all your possessions of the field, uh, of the house, will be destroyed. Benosati I will give your household like I've done to your rubber men who can base Basha ben Achio and to Basha his son. El Hakas Asher Hechasta, the anger you have caused, Batechti es Yisrael, and you have led Israel into sins. Begam Izebel Diber Hashem Lemor. And the prophecy extends to Izebel, Haklavim Yochlu es Izebel, Bechel Yisrael. Dogs will lap up her blood in the valley of Israel. That, of course, is where the Kerem Novos is. Hames ba'ir, again, the same exact Lushan as Yeruvim, and it is no accident. Those who die of Achav in the city, Yochlu HaKlavim, the dogs will eat. Hames those that die in the field, Yochlu Op the birds of prey will eat. Again, the meaning is you're not even going to get a decent burial. You're not going to be buried. You're going to be left on the street. Raklo Hayoka Achav, there was none like Achav Asherit Maker, La Sosa Rabbe Ne Hashem. There was none like Achav who did evil in that nature before the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Asherit Sata Oso Izebel Ishto. Very interesting phrase of which Izebel, his wife, Isata, instigated, stirred him up. So the question is, is this an extenuating circumstance? Are things being blamed on Izebel? And the answer is an emphatic yes. There is an interesting Agadot in the Gemara where one of the Tzannon had taught about the evil that Achav had done for six months straight. Every year was a continuation delineating the terrible evils and Averos he had done. And one night, Achav appears to him in a dream and saying, why are you doing this? You don't even know me. You don't know what I've done. Besides, teach the rest of that sentence you teach of what I've done. That it was my wife who led me into it. Interestingly, by the way, Izebel is a one of four wives in the Torah who result or the actions result in the death of their husbands. Chava, interestingly, Eve is responsible for Adam's mortality, as is um, Delilah, as is uh, Izebel, and one more. I'll come to it. And you went after the venality, the gilulim, um, the abominations, the Amorites did that. That's why they were thrown out of the land. The same abominations, that's why Israel got the land because of the Amorites. And now you've gone, gone and done the same Avodah Zorah. He rips his garments. He puts dirt on his head. He uh, does revive and fasts. 
he wears the, the mourning clothes and goes slowly as a mourner, la'at. And the Mephoshim agree almost unanimously, <clears throat> this is sincere. It's not crocodile tears. He really means the tshuva. Some Medrashim say that he goes to Yehoshaphat, his counterpart king in Yehuda, and has him three times a day administer malchos to him. He fasts, he doesn't eat. He is doing tshuva of the utmost. But he heaped Bar Hashem Eliyahu Hatishbi Lemor, and the Kaddish Baruch who says to Eliyahu Tishbi, Hora Isi Kinikna Achav Milafanai. Did you see how Achav, as if he is so impressed with Achav's tshuva, you see the tshuva he did Milafanai? Yan Kinikna Milafanai, because he humbled himself before me, Lo Avi Horaabi Amab. I am not going to bring all these terrible things you prophesied in my name to him in his day. We may know of They said, yes, Achav will die. But that preemptive death sentence to all his future generations will not occur in this generation. It will occur in the next generation. So Achav's shuva works. For the time in a, in a partial way. And again, it just shows us how the Kaddish Baruch Hu will accept tshuva into, from the worst person to the last minute. And so that concludes his Achav for now. Uh, it's a virtual death sentence on Achav and ultimately his whole progeny. And so just when you thought things cannot get any worse, wait until tomorrow, 8.45 a.m. Adkan.